You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome into the Reds Hot Stove League, and we'll be talking some Reds baseball for the next hour along with Jim Day. I'm Tommy Thraw. Great to be with you today, and uh, we'll be opening up the phone lines at the bottom of the hour. Jim, how you doing? Fantastic. How are you, Tommy? I'm spectacular. I'm looking out the windows right now, and it looks like the sun, believe it or not, might be poking through some clouds for the first time in what feels like eight months. That's beautiful. It has been a little rainy, but it's a big hang with them. It definitely is. It definitely is. Well, hey, let's get right to the show today because we've got a lot to talk about, and we've got a great guest right out of the gate here on the Red Hot Stove League, presented by the Holy Grail Banks, Budweiser, and UDF. We've got Derek Dietrich on the show. Welcome him in now. How are we doing, Derek? Hey, Tommy, Jim, what's up, fellas? How are you guys? Doing great. Spectacular. Great to, yeah, great to have you on, and uh, thanks for doing this. And, and, and you've been actually keeping uh, pretty busy. You've, you, you, you've had a lot of stuff <laughs> that you've been doing. I know the Reds' social media has reached out to you for some things. What, what all have you been up to to pass the time? Well, um, first, just making sure you guys, everyone's hopefully safe and, and, and healthy during these times. I hope you guys and your families. Um, but uh, really trying to do exactly that, stay safe and healthy, but staying in baseball shape is as best as possible with, um, you know, what I have available. And out here, I'm actually in Phoenix, Arizona still near our spring training complex. And, uh, you know, just been getting in the workouts, um, whether they're at home. Some gyms are starting to open up. Um, I've had a a private facility to uh, do all my baseball work at. And, um, you know, just catching some rays and trying to relax and and stay sane and and, um, (laughs) get ready for uh, the baseball season whenever it should come about. Well, following you on social media and all the things that you've been doing for the Reds and uh, things that you've been doing on your own or with teammates, I know that the tan is in midseason form. Uh, what is the temperature in Phoenix right now? You know what? It's funny. We actually have a cooler day today. It's only 88, and uh, but it's pure sun, no clouds. I haven't seen rain in weeks. And uh, but next week, I just checked. We're going to be we're going to have a slow progression in the 108, 109, 110s um, during during the next week. So um, you know, it's it's getting up there. It's uh, it's hot. Here in Ohio, we would not believe that it is that hot in other parts of the country because it has yet to get. We've had what, Jim? What maybe one day that you could classify as is moderately warm. I think we got this up to spring? 80 one day, 80, 82 one day. Uh, hmm. Supposed to yeah. warm up next week, but it is uh, it has rained like crazy over the last several days, Derek. So um, if you guys get playing, would you prefer to train here in Cincinnati? I mean, it's really hot out there, as you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the temperature is definitely going to be uh, – something to deal with um, if we should come back here and train in, in the, the Phoenix area. But, um, you know, I'm, I, stay, uh, I stay updated. You know, my parents are in, in northern Ohio up there in Cleveland in northeast Ohio, and so I kind of got an idea of the, the weather for the state. But um, ultimately, you know, that's up to, uh, you know, the Reds and Major League Baseball's 
decision, but I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to either one. I mean, obviously, being getting back to Cincinnati is what we all want to do and, and get playing. So, um, you know, I think whatever uh, you know the team and Major League Baseball decides, uh, we'll make work. So, you talked about trying to stay in game shape as best as possible. One of the things you've done—I don't know how frequently you've done it—but we've we've seen a couple of videos of you facing off against your teammate Trevor Bauer, and um, you know, I I don't want to throw any shade your way, but. Uh, based on the videos, I'm guessing you're pretty happy that he's on your team and you don't have to face him during the season. Well, Tommy, what I don't I want you I don't want you to forget it's uh, Watch Momentum is is Trevor Bauer's channel, so I'm sure you he's make got a great full, point. <laughs> listen, he's got full autonomy as far as what he gets to put out there and show to the fans. So, <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm just uh, I'm lucky and I'm happy that I actually he showed the one where I hit it off the middle of his back. Um, that was, that was, on, solid, that was yeah. around tune. So let me tell you, we hadn't done anything for about a month. And so the, the first time out, yeah, of course it was a little rough. But we've had about four or five get-togethers. And about three or four of them have been videoed. And they, you know, I think they're editing them. And just like uh, anything that you do with more practice, it got better and better. But for both of us, I mean, he got sharper. And, you know, I, as I saw more pitches and, and everything. But it was neat. He asked me one day if we just, hey, I know Trevor. I've known his reputation. He loves to throw, and he loves to continue to throw in the off season and, and all, all the time. So he's like, hey, do you want to hit live? So we did it once, and then he's like, do you care if we you know, film it for, for Watch Momentum, his, his uh, channel? And um, I said, absolutely not. I let, you know, I let, I'm always good to have some fun and also get work in. So, yeah, we made it, uh, you know, competitive, fun, funny, and entertaining for, you know, for the fans. So, yeah, it was a, it was a cool thing. My favorite part, I think, the whole thing is, is the construction helmet that you're wearing. It looks like you have taped on to your head. That, that, uh, just saw that, and I died laughing. Yeah, so, you know, uh, everyone knows I'm not uh, afraid to get hit by any pitches, but, you know, I'm always at least have an elbow guard on during the season. So, um, you know, Trevor hit me when he was with the Indians, too. So knowing that, you know, I, I, I bubble wrap the shin and the, and the elbow. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, the, the $12 Home Depot um, construction helmet didn't stay in place very well. And luckily I didn't have to test its durability against the 95-mile-an-hour fastball. But um, I think it was better than nothing. So, um, you know, we had to make do with what we, what we had available. I couldn't even get a helmet from the, the complex. You know, everything was shut, has been shut down. And so, you know, got to stay safe, but, you know, got to keep playing because, you know, when the bell rings, we got to be ready to go out there and play. And, uh, you know, the fans want to see us, and, you know, we need to get out there and play baseball when the time comes. Well, if the bell does ring, there's going to be, a, you know, not a whole lot of time to get ready for the season, a few weeks. But uh, if there's anyone that could be ready, it would be Bauer. Would it not? He looks like he's ready to go right now. Yeah, I mean, like like I said, um, he's well. He always takes preparation very seriously, and the guy throws like nonstop. You know, he's got these crazy throwing programs, and he's got all of the uh, exercises and weighted ball drills and everything that he's done over the course of the years. I remember my first glimpse of him when he was throwing from foul pole to foul pole during his warm-ups when he was way, went back with the Arizona Diamondbacks. So, you know, he's always had that reputation of having a very durable arm and loves to throw and wants the ball. So, 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, I definitely know that he's going to be ready when the, uh, the time comes. But, you know, we're kind of all the teams and all the players will be in similar situations with the, obviously the time will be the same for everyone. So, um, you know, it's definitely going to be um, who handles the, uh, this, these adjustments the best, and not only who's got the best team and players, but, you know, who can uh, adjust and, and um, you know, I guess make the best of the, these unique circumstances. How much has the have those live batting practice sessions helped you to prepare and and feel like you're closer to being ready to go? Yeah, I mean that's the that's the thing. I, I mean I think they really have helped me prepare because you know you can't simulate game play without playing in games, right? In spring training, like and even in the off season, you, you do all of your, your cage work, your machine work, your ground balls, your weight training, you know, everything that you do for a baseball season, but you don't really get to put it to a test until, you know, offensively you're facing a live pitcher, defensively you're out in the field, um, and all those types of things. You know, obviously pitchers facing live hitters. So the fact that, you know, we're able to um still compete and and get the work in and 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 practice with you know no real um other than just uh two guys that are you know friends but competitors going at it you know there's no stats on the line there's no uh wins or losses you know we'll definitely we we remind each other daily or you know via text or, or calls or what have you but you know so it's um it's a nice environment it's a crazy environment some of the places that we've had to do it at um you know, whether it's uh, in the middle of nowhere in the desert or your local uh, Little League field with no fences and nothing but <laughs> um, grass for for hundreds of feet. And, you know, so we've, we've tried to do it all over and just to, like you said, get prepared and get ready. I love the videos of it, especially you painting the batter's box in the middle of the desert. Tremendous. I mean, that that's that is great stuff right there. Uh, Derek, we'll talk some more baseball with you if you if you don't mind sticking around for a little bit. We got to get to a break, but uh, sure. we'd love to have you on for another segment. All right, more with Derek Dietrich coming up. This is the Reds Hot Stove League presented by the Holy Grail Banks, Budweiser, and UDF on the Reds Radio Network. Welcome back into the Reds Hot Stove League. It's always presented by the Holy Grail Banks, Budweiser, and UDF with Jim Day. I'm Tommy Thrawn. We are joined by Derek Dietrich today on the Hot Stove League. And, uh, Derek, I, I'm sure you're eager to get started. How much attention have you paid to uh, the reports out there of the negotiations to try to get the season going this year? Uh, to be totally honest, I haven't paid attention to anything that I, I can you, that anyone can read on ESPN or MLB or or whatnot. The only information that is credible is what comes from the Major League Baseball's Players Union and from other teammates that are in contact with the union, who are in you know constant contact with Major League Baseball. There's there's honestly a lot of um, bad information out there. And, uh, you know, it's funny. It's like I joke with the guys. I'm like, we wouldn't, I wouldn't even have to play baseball this year if I got a nickel for every time someone asked me when we're going to play baseball or if we're going to play or what's the <laughs> date going to be. It's like every, everybody that I see wants to ask that question. And it's like I'm not the, I'm not the commissioner. I have no idea. Um, but I just know that, um, <clears throat> you know, there is information out there that's not correct. And, um, you know, it's um, – it makes it more difficult, but you know, all I can really control is just trying to stay, stay as ready as possible, and 
and be in the best shape as possible. And, and whenever that time does come and Major League Baseball says, you know, it's time to return, then, uh, you know, I know I'll, I'll be ready. When you say that there's some misinformation out there, um, does that? How do you feel about all the information? It seems like there's not there's no secrets anymore, and you don't know what to believe. Do you think it's damaging to the process right now? Um, I think so. I mean, uh, I think it makes it more difficult, um, at least to the outsiders looking in. Um, you know, and the expectations of the of the public and everyone that's not in and in, involved directly with Major League Baseball. Um, you know, there's so much that goes on behind the scenes that people don't realize and that I'm not even privy to. Um, you know, I get updates through the union and through our team reps, but, you know, there's so much that has to be negotiated and, and discussed as far as the, you know, the health and safety, obviously contractually. There's, there's a lot that goes into getting baseball back on the field. It's not as, uh, you know, cut and dry and black and white as, as most think. So, um, you know, so I don't stress out about it and I don't get over, you know, worked up about it. I just try to stay focused on um, preparing like it would be a season, you know, like, like it's the off season again. And, uh, you know, when the time comes, you know, have faith that I'm ready and I'm in, I'm in great shape and that, uh, you know, we'll be back out there to play. How hungry are you to get back on the field? And, and you know, I've, I would figure for you that this, this has a chance to be a, a pretty big season. You were banged up a little bit last year. You're healthy, ready to go this year. So, so how important is this season for you, and how eager are you to get out there? Well, I mean, baseball is my love, my passion, my career, and, and I've done it, you know, every day professionally since 2010 I've, and way beyond before that as an amateur. So, you know, baseball is what I know. Baseball is what I love, and, and I want to get back out on the field. But, you know, I can't say that the extra little bit of time, you know, at least for, for me personally, as well as some other guys on our team, um, probably helped as far as, you know, I know I'm stronger now. I've had more time to recover from the shoulder last year and, and you know, as far as other guys on, on the team as well. So, you know, you got to take the positives out of this, I mean, of the situation and, and, uh, and look at the bright side. And so I think, you know, we'll be healthier going into the season and, uh, you know, definitely more rested and well-rested and uh, hopefully, you know, ready to perform and, and have an even better year um, this, this season. If you do get back on the field this season, there's obviously going to be some changes at least this season. And, uh, you know, I'm not asking you to reveal the information you've received as to some of the protocols, but obviously there's going to be some in place. Uh, it's going to be a major adjustment, is it not? Well, of course. I mean, <laughs> this whole pandemic has been a major adjustment for every every single person so you know baseball players are are no different we're actually just like everyone else we just have a, a different career path so you know there's definitely going to be a lot of different differences and changes regarding the, you know the safety and and health of fans players team representatives families friends everyone so and i think you know it's obviously important because at the end of the day you know the health and well-being of for everyone is, is, is important. And that goes beyond, you know, playing the game of baseball. So um, I, we'll take uh, the measures that, that uh, Major, League Be Major League Baseball seems or, or, or deems, uh, you know, 
necessary, and, and uh, we'll go from there. I want to ask you about some of the proposed rule changes that have been floated out there. And, again, you know, you don't know what's going to happen, what's not, uh, if the season and, and hopefully when the season gets going. But what's a rule change that you'd kind of like to see implemented and, and what feels like could very well be a pretty experimental season? Is there something out there that's particularly intriguing to you? Well, obviously, I guess as it, as it could apply to me, I think that, uh, you know, Implementing the designated hitter for for both leagues would definitely be um, interesting and 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 valuable. Um, you know, I, I I don't understand. You know, obviously they have one in one league and they don't in the other in our league. So I think just to make things equal, um, that would be interesting. Um, because obviously I'd love to hit. I'm not too bad at defense. I'm actually, I think I thought I've gotten better each year. So, and now that I play all over, you know, valuable on that aspect as far as defense goes. But, you know, I'd love to get a chance to to, to impact the game with my bat each and every day. So, um, you know, that one's something that we're, we're looking at. I think Major League Baseball is looking at. Um, as far as any other ones, I'm not, uh, I haven't, like I said, I haven't tried to, to follow it or, or check it out too much. Kind of roll with the punches, so to speak, when uh, you know they they make these changes or or they you know address them or talk about them. Well, Derek, uh, that's the music. Unfortunately, we're out of time, but certainly appreciate you taking some time to join us and uh, talk some talk some baseball. Hopefully, we'll see you back out on the field soon. Thanks again. Thanks, guys, for having me. Yeah, we will be back. Baseball will be back in Cincinnati. I can't wait to be back, guys. Thanks. All right, appreciate it. That is Derek Dietrich joining us today on the Reds Hot Stove League. Plenty more to get to. Jim and I continue, and we'll take your phone calls. The Reds Hot Stove League continues on the Reds Radio Network. With Jim Day, I'm Tommy Thrawn. I want to tell you that the 19th annual College Advantage Red Legs run, previously scheduled for May 30th, has been postponed to October 17th. That is October 17th this year. Uh, race information for current registrants and sign-ups for the new date can be found at reds.com slash run. Uh, good stuff from Derek Dietrich to open up the show today. And, uh, Jim, I, I, we talked a little bit with Derek about the, the proposal that's out there and his his uh, kind of take on things. And, and I, I thought it was interesting that he pointed out that it, it's, it's tough to really put too much in, in what's reported. Uh, it kind of makes you scratch your head. Well, what what – what is accurate and what isn't, doesn't it? Yeah, I just, I, I wish that, you know, I know these uh, reporters have their jobs to do, and I've been in the breaking news business before, but I just wish that they could uh, negotiate um, in private and just give us the end result. Uh, yeah. I don't think it, you know, I'd ask him. I asked him if it hurts the process, and I think it's an obvious question. Of course it does. There seems to be some, whatever side you're on, um, there seems to be some ill will when there's certain things reported. And during negotiations, obviously each side is going to, it's trying to protect their side of the business. So there's going to be some give and take, and there's going to be some things that people don't like on either side. Uh, and until you get an agreement, I, I just think along the way it's not healthy when you, this is reported and that's reported uh, because in the end, it, it's baseball that you need to care about and it's the fans you need to care about. And, uh, you know, we're all hoping that for the betterment of the game that something can be worked out. 
Yeah, and I think when you talk about the betterment of the game, I, I think this has a chance to be a really, really special season for the game of baseball. And, and I've got a couple of thoughts on this. Um, one, I think, and I'll, and I'll start here, if baseball returns right now, um, and, and by right now, I mean, it, you know, the reports we've read, it would be, what, early July, I think, is the, the target uh, to get things going again. Um, if everything gets approved, obviously there's a lot of ifs here, but let's just say first week of July, if that's when it is, this is a great opportunity for the game of baseball to really showcase on a large scale how great the game still is. Uh, there's probably, I think there's still people that have been disenchanted with the game of baseball that have maybe uh, turned away from it uh, because there's other things to do. And, and for whatever reason, people um, have maybe lost interest in the sport a little bit. Well, it's a, a chance for, for those folks to be reminded of how great the game of baseball is because it will be uh, the biggest show uh, that there is. And, and I think it, we're so hungry for live sports again, and we're starting to get to a point now where, where, where things are starting to come back. You know, the, the NASCAR is, is, is back. They're racing in, in uh, fanless venues now. Uh, so that's something that, that folks can watch that are looking for something live. We, we saw a, a small-scale golf tournament uh, last week um, or over the weekend. So things are starting to return, and if baseball is able to return really before everything's back in earnest, then it's a chance to have a lot of eyeballs on the sport and to remind a lot of people and maybe introduce some people that, that have never had an interest in the game before. Uh, it's a chance to really showcase the sport for those folks and maybe pick up a lot of fans along the way and, and get some folks back interested in the game again that maybe lost interest along the way. And I think this is a very big opportunity for the sport. Oh, there's no question. And, you know, on the other flip side, if for some reason they don't come to an agreement, then you're talking about serious damage. So um, that's why everyone is so hopeful. And, uh, you know, I agree with you that this this will be a golden opportunity uh, to further the game and to bring it to people that maybe have not has been not have been interested as much as they have been in the past. Um, I would think that I would hope that they would experiment with some things. There are, um, this is a golden opportunity in a, this type of a season to experiment with certain things in the game and certain rule changes. Um, if you expand the playoff field, that will be exciting. It will be a sprint to the finish. There's over 162 games. You know, you can go through a little bit of a losing streak, but I mean, every game is going to be uh, vitally important. Um, so I think it will be very, very exciting. Now you're going to have to get used to, um, unless something drastically changes, no fans being in the stands. It's going to be awfully quiet in there. So if you're broadcasting a game, if they allow us to broadcast a game in the stadium, <laughs> um, players might be hearing your commentary during the middle of the inning there, Thomas. It's going to be awfully <laughs> quiet in there. So you might have to well, close the window. <laughs> Might, might have to do that. I could tell you if that happens, it would not be the first time that players have heard me calling a game. Uh, you know, you do a lot of minor league games, and, uh, you know, not not every one of those minor league games is really well attended. And I can mm -hmm. promise you in some of those booths, you are right on top of home plate. So, yeah, it would uh, – and, and the players don't always like that so much. So, yeah, that's something well, – you got to be I careful. You might get thrown – might get thrown out of the game yourself if you're saying something ill about the umpires. They might turn around and give you the heave up. Oh boy, Which wouldn't would that be, be great? That probably makes them happy. That would be great. That would be, you would love that. 
That would that would make your day. I would. There's no question. I would. I know. I know you would. We've got more to get to. We've got to get to a break. It's the Reds Hot Stove League. Give us a call if you want to join in. Uh, 513-749-7000, pound 700 for AT&T customers or 1-800-843-2441. We'll take your phone calls coming up. This is the Reds Hot Stove League presented by the Holy Grail Banks, Budweiser, and UDF on the Reds Radio Network. Welcome back into the Reds Hot Stove League, presented by the Holy Grail Banks, Budweiser, and UDF. Become a member of the Reds Hall of Fame and Museum, presented by Dinsmore, and receive an exclusive Marty Brenneman bobblehead. Sign up at RedsMuseum.org. Quantities are limited and available with all levels of membership. Note that currently the Reds Hall of Fame and Museum is closed. With Jim Day, I'm Tommy Thrall. We've got some folks queued up. Ready to go. So let's get right to the phone lines and welcome in Brandon in Indianapolis. How you doing, Brandon? How you doing, Jim? Hello, Brandon. Hey. Hey, hey. good, good. It's um, Tommy, it's great to have you on the call. And, uh, you know, I, I know you're filming some pretty big shoes, but hopefully you'll get to call a season. And um, it seems like you're, you might even be younger than I am. I'm 39. But um, I just wanted to say, you know, I hope they can have a baseball season. If they can't, I think it really looks bad on the sport. But. Now you're reading stuff about, like, you know, they're saying they don't want the players and stuff to take showers at ballparks or the clubhouse and going out to dinner when you travel. So, I mean, I, you know, you have to look at it. But my question is, how do you guys feel? Like, I know you're probably not at a high risk, Tommy, and I don't know about you, Jim, and your age and stuff, but how do you guys feel as, as uh, broadcasters happen to travel and, you know, with everything going on? With, does it kind of scare you a little bit? My goodness, i got to leave my family. I have to travel. Do I really want to put myself at risk, or I mean, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I appreciate the phone call, Brandon. I, right. I guess I'll start. Um, I'm not, you know, from from a safety standpoint. I, I think with all the precautions they're going to take, I'm not, I'm not too worried about it. To be completely honest, I, I don't feel like I'm, I'm at high risk. I don't have family living with me, so I don't really have to worry about bringing it back. Uh, if, if you know, you're to catch something, my biggest fear would be to, to catch something and then maybe you know worry about passing it on to somebody like Jeff Brantley because you know in the booth you can be distant to some extent but that's about the closest quarters you'll get um, so that would be my only concern is getting it and, and passing it on to somebody else rather than than having it myself I don't know how you feel about it Jim well I think the uh, biggest adjustment for you is you're not going to be able to run the streets on the road but <laughs> uh, no, in all seriousness, uh, you know, it, it remains to be seen whether or not broadcasters will travel. I think that that might even be in question. Uh, there's a distinct possibility we could be doing games from a studio, remote studio, which I know that they want to think about safety first, um, but I do think the broadcast would suffer if that happens. Uh, it's it's going to be different enough with no fans in the stands. And then if you have someone that is not there remotely, I just think it's going to take away from the broadcast. That's my personal opinion. But we'll do whatever that they tell us to do. If we do travel, the protocols in place, basically we're not going to be leaving the hotel for anything. Um, right. I'm willing to do whatever it takes in that regard. Uh, I'm not necessarily worried. I mean, I'm, I'm worried like everyone else about coming in contact with the virus. Um, but at some point, you've got to go out and live life. And um, we are blessed enough to be broadcasters of Major League Baseball. And if we have to put ourselves in so-called harm's way, then so be it. But I think, as you said, the protocols that they have in place uh, will be pretty solid. And I will feel uh, as safe as I could possibly feel. 
Thanks for the call, Brandon. Let's go to Michael and Colrain. What's up, Michael? Nope, oh, Michael is gone. Let's check in with uh, Steve in Portsmouth. What's up, Steve? I always enjoy listening to you and um, missing my baseball fix. I've had to turn my stove down to just simmer. I'm sorry for the, for the show. <laughs> hey, so the one thing that I worry about, now I love baseball, and I'm the, nobody's a bigger baseball fan than I am, is, is the marketing and promotion of getting it back on track again because time's running out. But the thing I worry about most of all is that everybody's activities in life have been backed up. And we're all, it's like a dam, you know, and, and if the dam's going to sometime break, I just hope baseball is smart enough, Major League Baseball especially, to start promoting itself. And if they get a plan together, which I hope they do very quickly, and, and, and just hammer it to remind people that, you know, this is one of the events that we've been missing and we've got to get back on track for. You got the NBA that's on hold. You got all this other stuff that's on hold. I think. Major League Baseball right now really needs to get its act together, and I pray that it does. And, and no, no bigger Reds fan than myself and you guys, so just wanted to make that comment. Yeah, I appreciate that, Steve. Thanks so much, and thanks for listening and calling in. I agree. I, I, but I, think, I, I don't think the marketing aspect will be much of a factor, Jim. I think if they get the green light to go, I think it'll be all out, and there will be a serious push to, to make people aware that baseball's coming back and, and ready to go. Well, I think it'll be the bu creating a buzz won't be a problem. I mean, you can just look at this NASCAR race that was raced this past Sunday. I think they had more than six million people tune in, and I, you know, following on social media, reading stories, there were people who have never watched a NASCAR race in their life all of a sudden tuning into a NASCAR race just because they're starving for some type of sports or competition. Uh, I think uh, once they give the green light and start playing baseball, I think the buzz will create itself. Yep, no question. All right, we've got uh, one segment left. Uh, you can still give us a call, 513-749-7000, pound 700 on AT&T, 1-800-843-2441. You're listening to the Reds Hot Stove League, presented by the Holy Grail Banks, Budweiser, and UDF on the Reds Radio Network. Welcome back into the Reds Hot Stove League, presented by the Holy Grail Banks, Budweiser, and UDF. New episodes of the Jim Day Podcast, presented by Kroger, and Behind the Mic with Tom Brenneman, presented by PNC, can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google, Google Podcasts, and Reds.com slash podcast. This week, Jim talks with Reds Hall of Famer Jim Maloney and Tom Brenneman interviews Pirates broadcaster Greg Brown. I bet that was a fun conversation with you, Jim. Oh, Jim Maloney is one of my favorite people, and he is uh, hes a Reds Hall of Famer. He's also a Hall of Fame storyteller. He's got some stories yeah. that uh, were, you, you, you can't believe what they got away with as players in the <laughs> 1960s. Uh, it's unbelievable. Especially, some of the stories. Especially pitchers. Oh, it's, uh, some of them will, you'll be like, oh, my goodness gracious. I, I hope some of the pitchers today would listen to it just so what they, they got away with. And uh, the all-time greatest fake snake gag that involves a snake on home plate during a game. And, yeah, and he once broke Johnny Bench's cup with a fastball that was doctored up. And he pulled <laughs> back in telling you how he doctored up the baseball. And of course. So what's, what's the matter now? Well, that's great. Yeah. Good stuff. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll, we'll look forward to that. Reds.com slash podcast. Let's get back to the phone line. Dave and Redding. What's up, Dave? Hey, guys. 
Hey guys, how you doing? Great. How are you? Uh, very good. Got a question for you. Uh, Tommy is you probably seen um, early in camp. Has there been a rookie or a player, position player or pitching, uh, to make this club that's been a long shot? Uh, yeah. Thanks for the phone call. I, boy, I'm trying to think there are any long shots that uh, not that i remember um boy jim that, that seems like spring training was a long time ago was there anybody that stood out to you that you thought might might make this team as kind of a long shot have you thought about this year yeah oh no no i mean people no, want I didn't jose think garcia so. they want Did jose he's... garcia to perhaps make the team but uh yeah. we're talking about uh, someone that's never been that bad above a ball, but uh, right. next year could be a definite possibility if he continues uh, his growth. Yeah, Although, was, who knows what's going to happen with my, you know, a minor league season? So it's going to set guys like that back. Now, if they have a 50-player pool to draw from, let's say that they've been talking about, then. Got to think he's going to be in that pool. If they're not playing a minor league season, that he's going to be in that pool. So who knows? We might see him this year. No question. Yeah, so that's a good point. Good point. Let's go to Josh in Tennessee. Josh. Hey, uh, okay. thanks for taking my call, Tommy. Uh, I just had a comment, and I'll hang up my list and your all's uh, response to it. Um, I'm not on the player's side. I'm not on uh, the owner's side. Uh, but I do believe that both sides, if they don't get this worked out, they're going to cause irreparable harm to baseball, and they'll get what they deserve if they don't get it worked out. Uh, I'll hang up and listen to your response. Thank you. Yeah, appreciate the phone call, Josh. Unfortunately, we're just about out of time. I will say that it will, uh, I think the damage um, would certainly be pretty severe if they're not able to find a way to play baseball, Jim. Yeah, I mean, there's there's lots of things you can overcome in society. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the positive that they're gonna play baseball. I'm not even gonna think about that at the moment. I I'm right there with you, no question. All right, that's all the time we have today. Thank you so much to everybody that called in. Big thanks to Derek Dietrich as well for Jim Day and our studio engineer Dave Keaton. I'm Tommy Thrall. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week on the Reds Hot Stove League across the Reds Radio Network.